What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Comment Writers. We are here. It's a brand new Common Rider season. We're going to talk about Common Rider Gotchard episode one today. If you are new, well, welcome. Thank you for joining us here on uh, the brand new Common Rider season. We are a Common Rider podcast. I'm your host. My name is Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, and joined as always on these shows is my good friend, Toby Tobe. What's up, Toby? Josh, I have an important question. Huh? We're coming in hot straight out of the straight out of the gate. For numerical tracking purposes, is this like actually season two of our show or are we just one giant season of comment writing? <laughs> so for numerical tracking purposes, this is season two of our show because for all of our Gotchard podcast episodes, I labeled them as season one. <laughs> so now we're going to go to season two. Perfect. Um, yeah, I, I kept up with the naming conventions to match the episodes. So th- there, there were some points where we did... Uh, two geats episodes in one podcast but i made sure our podcast numbering in in like the podcast system matched the geats numbering (laughs) so that means that now we have to go to season two and match the gotchard numbering that's fantastic i love it it feels (laughs) more official like we waited to like a second season we didn't get canceled yet or anything that's true yeah we we got picked up for a second season in that you and i decided to continue doing this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and no one else uh, was able to tell us no. And we're here. Yeah, we're ready. We we, we did a soft reboot. Um, so that means that I, I designed some new thumbnails that we're going to be using. Um, we have a new we have a new theme song. Uh, I, I think we talked about it last time. We we vetoed my my horrible first pass of a theme song. And now we have like a, a nice one that sounds like it should be for a podcast. That's fantastic. Josh, I have an important statement real quick uh, okay. for syndication of a television show. You need like 80 to 100 episodes. Right. So I think after season two of the comment writers, uh, I think we're due for our syndication rights. That's after a season big, two. Yeah. That's big money on the back end. Yeah, we can we can show up on all your favorite podcast networks at two in the afternoon for a for a five hour block. <laughs> the 605 you, live on TBS. Do you think kids know what syndication is? Like, do you think the average person listening to this would know what syndication is? Because we're we're so far removed from a world where like television and when it airs and where it airs matters. <laughs> I just so don't know if that's common knowledge. I don't know, but the same TV shows are on TV every day at the same exact times. So at some point, I would think you would start asking questions of like, why is Seinfeld on from four to six on TBS every day? And if you want to know I, the answer why, it's called syndication. <laughs> and I would just think that the kids just don't know that about TV anymore. Because none they're of on YouTube, have, yeah, they, or, they or TikTok, TV. or twitching, or whatever the fuck they do. Yeah, they're out there twitching, <laughs> twitching and shaking. That's what the kids do. Um, yeah, if, if you don't know, syndication is basically where uh, a show gets like essentially sold to other networks, like for airing. Like, so like if a show was originally made on NBC or made for NBC, then it gets to like like you said, like eighty to hundred episodes. Where then it's like available for syndication, which means other networks can basically pay to then air that show. And usually, yes, it comes in the form of like daytime TV or like TBS airing like six hours of a show at once. Um, If you've ever, yes, stayed home sick from school and watched, uh, you know, six hours of um, uh, Boy Meets World, that that was in syndication. (laughs) Um, But it's always like historically for TV shows, it's always a goal for them to get to because you get a lot more money like you you your your show 
heirs forever instead of yeah, just it's while like, it was it's an infinite infinite income. Yeah, exactly. Or passive um, income, I guess. It's really <laughs> it's a long running <laughs> passive income. Infinite passive income, which I assume is still true. But I guess that's maybe why we're striking right now is, is <laughs> the, those things are not as high as they should be. Only since I was all fired up about it. And by fired up, I mean I noticed it. And it's just because I watched the show. Uh, so all the, break, the Breaking Bad cast is part of the group of many actors that are striking against SAG right now. Or SAG mm-hmm. after, whatever the fuck it is. Well, uh, the, the, all of the SAG actors are striking against the you know uh, industry, I guess. Like SAG is what's on strike. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So Jesse from Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul, mm-hmm. uh, his statement today was basically along the lines of he sees literally zero dollars and zero cents from Breaking Bad on Netflix. After Which all these all these years, insane. all this time. And so when it's cool, he made his quote. It didn't have bitch or yo in her in his quote. <laughs> so I don't really think it was Jesse, but I, d- I do believe that it's a little bit absurd that He's literally seeing zero dollars from everyone streaming the hell of uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or obviously any show. It's just absurd. Like if you're not probably like the number one actor or actress on the show, you probably don't get shit. And even if you are the number one actor or actress, you probably still don't get shit. You still don't after the fact. Yeah. Like I and it's a funny thing. Like I feel like most people would agree that like the 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 people who make the art should be the ones who like are at least large in part benefiting from the art, right? <laughs> but that's not really how it works. And yeah, like, you know, once once you get once the show's done, like you got paid for it or whatever, like he got paid for being in the show, he doesn't continue to see the money for the show. It's the the big corporations. Uh, well the crazy thing too is like I know the big one of the big sticking points is Netflix doesn't reveal how they count viewership really. Or yeah. there's like magic and smoke and mirrors where they can just like say like, oh, the show's the best. Or the show, no one watches the show or however it works. Uh, the craziest thing was, I think it was earlier this year, whenever Wednesday came out. Uh, at one point, in one of the months, they were like, Netflix crunched the numbers and Stranger Things season four is still the most watched thing on Netflix. And then like two weeks later, they're like, oh, Netflix redid their numbers. And guess what? Now Wednesday is the number one show on Netflix. <laughs> and this curious because what the hell kind of tweak do you make to that system where you're like oh yeah the show that's uh about a year old now is less popular than the show that just came out <laughs> well like yeah that that is suspicious also netflix is just so bad anymore like there's so little stuff on netflix that it always works out that like whatever the newest thing that got put on is is the thing that everyone watches because everyone's like there's nothing new to watch. There's just one thing. Wednesday's here. I guess I'm watching Wednesday now. Like <laughs> my wife recently watched all of suits, which is a show that came out. I don't know, like 2010 or something. It's old. It's an old show. Um, I don't even think it's that particularly good. She wasn't even like that into it. It was just like, it was a show to watch, but it seemed like everyone was kind of watching suits at the same time. And I was like, what did what happened? It turns out it just got added to a streaming service and just everyone started watching it because it just got added. It's brand new. Yeah. So, everyone basically gets bored and excited and they're like, yeah. Oh shit. This is 20 year old shows on here. I might as well watch this while it's here. Exactly. So yeah, like <laughs> and I guess that's true of like terrestrial TV too, because it's like you're, you're watching whatever is currently out too. But like, it's such a weird thing on Netflix because the way that like their whole system 
is designed around surfacing the new thing and making you see the new thing and making you watch the new thing, then like having them put out numbers is just sort of pointless because it's like, turns out people did exactly what we told them to do. The algorithm is working. <laughs> We're like, hey, here's some water in the oasis. Aren't you thirsty? And they're like, I'm, I'm done. Give me all the water. <laughs> that too, yeah. Turns out people that are paying money for a service want to get something out of the service, so they're going to watch the new thing, even if they don't love it. <laughs> So, yeah. well, and the dumbest thing now, like I don't, this could be our last tangent before we start the actual show. Uh, if you're new here, uh, we, usually we, go on, we usually go on tangents for about 10, 15 minutes before the show starts. Uh, get used to it. We're very sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> uh, like the craziest thing and the most irritating thing is not that I would expect everything to be together. But I remember a day where like I could go on like Hulu or Netflix and find almost anything I wanted to watch between the two. Yep. And now when I want to watch a show. My first step always has to be Googling like where to stream X show. Yep. And it'll give me like five or six options. But more times than not, the five or six options are not a streaming service that I have somehow. Correct. And it's like pay for Peacock Plus or Discovery Plus or Vivu or Tubi or whatever the hell any of those <laughs> other things are. But it's just absurd. There's, there's The whole point of this was to get away from cable and paying for things, I guess, piecemeal or paying for what you want. But now like... I pay more for all my streaming stuff than I did for cable. Like, yeah. When I originally cut cable, I was saving money. At this point, I'm probably way more invested than the old days. Yep, us too. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps that like, like for example, like we pay for Netflix and my mom pays for Hulu and we share both of them. So like we can, we split some of the costs there, but like they're cracking down on that, right? <laughs> the, the like using it outside your household thing. Uh, which I think actually Netflix 100% doesn't let you use it outside your household now. So my mom might be completely locked out of Netflix now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but it's totally like we we're we're in deep on the streaming services and I am even more so because of wrestling too. Right. So, you know, you've got I did at least like I, I used to have the WWE network, which now has become Peacock and WWE is terrible. So I don't I don't pay for that anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but no, I pay yeah. for AEW. <laughs> well, they, they don't, they don't have a streaming service, but I would if, if they had one, uh, but new Japan has a streaming service and, uh, and there are, there are others. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's fight TV, which I have, which, which is, um, has some, that's the actual big one. I know like yeah. the, the side, but has a lot of things. Thanks. I have I actually have two fight subscriptions, which is embarrassing. The one I have is, uh, for independent wrestling. And the other one that I have is one that's technically not available in the United States. It's, a, it's the AEW Plus subscription. So I guess I technically do have the AEW streaming service, um, which lets you get the uh, full episodes without uh, commercials. So so when they cut to commercial, you still get to keep watching the matches. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's actually cool. Have, so It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, that's I like have to the turn on my VPN to get it to work, though. So if anyone asks, I'm from Ireland. <laughs> nice. I, I heard it's lovely there all the time. That's great. With your watching liar. the, <laughs> with your watching the broadcast feed thing, in the old days of OG satellite TV, it was like that too, where if you were watching a satellite channel when it cut off of television, you would still get the feed, and there's random clips throughout the years of like actors and actresses and stuff like on talk shows saying the dumb stupid shit or <laughs> mean shit, and they wouldn't think anyone would saw it, but people are watching the, uh. The satellite, the version. satellite feed, yeah. and like there's like little like hidden t- hidden tidbits. So there, uh, 
back in the original, like the old, the old days of wrestling, it would be the exact same thing where they would cut commercial in like WWE. And there's one really famous clip that happened in commercial where like Vince McMahon, like chews out Michael Cole on commentary. Like you can't hear Vince talking, uh, but you hear Cole's reaction to him where he, like the first thing he says is like kind of fighting back of just like, well, you said to do, and then he gets quiet for a while. And then he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what happened against her? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's super cool. And like, I think early, early um, AEW, they played more fast and loose with the commercials. I, th- I think less people were on the like fight TV thing. So less people were watching it and they were all brand new. So like their commercial breaks got a lot more jokey. Now, they cut to commercial. They still kind of just do regular commentary through the commercial because so many people are on that fight TV, fight TV sub. Um, but it's a, it's still like a little bit looser and it's cool. Cause like the, that you can hear when they break out to regular commercial and then you hear when they cut back in. So you, 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 you can hear the, like they pause conversation for like just a moment. And then he's like, and we're back with dynamite. Like it's, it's very neat from a production standpoint to hear it. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we have a ton of uh, various subscription services and we do the thing now where we like sign up for them and then cancel them for shows we want to watch and stuff. So we have to like juggle it like that. Um, we're fully back into the world of cable. That's that's Perfect. what it is. <laughs> it is. It is exactly like paying too much for a bunch of crap we don't care about just for like the two shows that we do watch. So great times. <laughs> uh, but speaking of shows we do care about, Toby. Let's what if talk we don't about- care about? No one knows yet. This is the well, first episode. It could be anything. That's true. But I was I was speaking more about Common Rider in general, which I care about. Oh, okay. uh, the, we, yeah, I don't want to give me spoilers on Gotchard, whether I'm deciding that I care or not yet. But Common Rider as a whole, <laughs> and I care about the comment writers, which is of course this show. Uh, we get emails from our listeners on the show. Again, if you are new, if you are out there and you think I need to tell these guys something. You can do that. You can send us an email. Send those emails over to cast at commonridersucks.com. We got an email this week. This email comes in from a longtime listener, Shade. Uh, Shade has some info about Gotchard for us, Toby, which is, which is kind of funny uh, because We're there's some things in, in here. Things in here we've been talking about uh, recently off the air. So the, the very first thing is about the baton passing event that happened recently. <laughs> Would you like to describe what happened at the baton passing event, Toby? So, so at the baton passing event, uh, Geats passed off his passed off a ceremonial baton to Gotchard, and it's a simple picture of the two actors not in their costumes, smiling, standing together, holding a giant metal pole that's half wrapped in Geats colors and half wrapped <laughs> in Gotchard colors. A nice little bow down the middle to separate the tail. Uh, I showed our discord our wonderful discord uh what the picture looked like i was like oh this is a fun little happy moment look they're passing the baton and for whatever (laughs) reason josh's mind was blown and was like i don't understand what the gift is what are they doing yeah i was like what is that thing they're holding and you had to be like it it's a baton you idiot (laughs) (laughs) so then we had a a good conversation about what a baton is and why this one (laughs) and how they get passed (laughs) um my I would have never figured out that that was a baton and it was a passing the baton thing if you had not told me. And I, I'm not I'm not doing a bit. I'm not trying to be funny. I 100 percent didn't get it. Didn't understand what it was. Now that you pointed out, I can see the, the like symbolism. But 
it was so it's so thick like it's like a girthy baton like but it was not at all what i was expecting a baton to look like and it's covered in ribbon too which is confusing yeah it was a little little fancied up for the sake of the picture i'm sure yeah i liked the ribbon i liked that the ribbon was in the colors of the shows that was all very cool but uh yeah i really needed a primer on it's it's a baton (laughs) do you get it now (laughs) um shade tells us that that um that baton photo is actually a somewhat newish tradition for common writer that started around x8 so They've only been doing that for a little while now, but uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I liked it. The chain has some Gotchard trivia for us. First up is apparently one of the producers of Gotchard is a fan of Magic the Gathering and trading cards, which is why these cards are sold in packs because he wanted to, quote, recreate his original experience of opening the packs and the joy of seeing an amazing card. I, so- I read this. I read this as. What's the best money, best way to make money off of this gimmick? Exactly. Oh, I know. Random sealed packs of cards. I remember I, how much money I wasted on these. Now fuck everybody else. <laughs> exactly. I call bullshit. Uh, I feel like he he backed into a reason why these are random packs. And I don't know if you've like looked into these packs really at all, but at least for the so, yeah. If you, if you haven't looked into any of these so far, there are two booster boxes already of these cards there was like an intro one and then like a phase one one so like the phase zero intro booster box they had packs in it that only had three cards in a pack and i think there were only like it was, it was like 20 small, 25 15, 20 characters yeah it wasn't many in the first set so then i was looking at that thinking like okay if i buy a box of that am i even gonna get the cards that i want and i started i started looking into that and watching some openings it's not random. You buy a box, you get all the cards. 100%. What the fuck? You should have told me that months ago. I would have bought it. I didn't know it until recently. So you get one copy of all the like rare cards, like the, the like writer cards that are in there. And then you get like a shit ton of the commons, of course. Uh, but you end up with one set of, of the whole cards and then a bunch of extra commons from buying one booster box, which is like, that's good for people who want to collect all the cards, but it defeats the whole purpose of it being a booster box. <laughs> like <laughs> I, then why don't you just sell me a set of the cards for a set price? If you're already selling me a set of the cards for a set price with a bunch of extra shit. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's how the phase one boosters work, but I would assume that's probably how they work since that's how the phase zero worked. But um, so you had the YouTube and research this. I did people that aren't going to do that and didn't figure it out right away, they would have bought a lot of cards until they realized they got them all right away. Because well, if, yeah. buy- if you're just buying packs and you always buy the wrong pack, you're fucked. Like, every pack would literally be the same thing. The odds are there. Yes. Yeah, like, like if, if you're if you're not buying a booster as a, as a whole, like you, have, like you said, if you just ordered, like, I want five packs of this, you totally are, are screwed because you are never going to complete the set. You're going to get five packs now that have random cards in it. If you buy a booster later, you're going to get those same five packs again in that in that booster box. Um, it's ridiculous. And also, I saw a bunch of people online who didn't realize this before um, the the pre-orders shipped, where they ordered multiple boxes because they knew they wanted to try to get all the cards. Which I would have did. <clears throat> exactly. So you would have had a 100% duplicate. Like, you would have had a whole second set that you could have, I guess, sold. But, um, but anyway. So I, with that yeah. point, though. If I would have opened that first box, like if we would have did it together or whatever, and I would have pulled the whole set out of that first box, there would be no reason to open the second box. 
That's true. You would have had you could leave a sealed box or something. Yeah. So looking online real quick, uh, a box of the phase zero cards is $50 plus however much for shipping in American cash, I yep. believe. I can go on eBay right now and get a full phase zero set for $63 plus free <laughs> shipping. So I'm actually tempted to just buy it's a set. It's kind of worth that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to kind of buy a set just for, I don't need to open the cards, just give me the cards kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. I can have all the cards for $60. And then you don't have any of those extras, and then you don't have to pay for shipping because the shipping on those boxes is going to be expensive for sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, if you want if you want the cards, I, are you thinking about getting the driver too or just the cards? Okay, listen, I'm not you. I don't need a driver. <laughs> You're going to have all the cards, but not a driver. Come on. You got to have the, the toy you put them in that makes the noise. Come on. Do they all make the, do they all do their little, they their all chirps? do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You put them Ugh. in, it lights up with the colors of the card. It says the thing. It says like, you know, Steve Leiter. And, Hopper. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the whole thing is you got the whole binder of cards. You, you pick two out, you shove them in the toy and then it does its little thing. That you can entertain yourself for hours doing that to me. I will wait until there's a full set of cards plus one driver, and I will buy the full bundle for like a one-time it. price with no extra stress, and then lose the driver and put the cards in a folder somewhere. <laughs> we'll talk about drivers again here at the end of this email. <laughs> but uh, Shade goes on and says, uh, Gotchard's arrow design apparently took the design team four, or sorry, arrow eyes design. Um, apparently it took the design team four hours of arguing to finalize the idea. The reason was because it slightly deviates from the normal round bug-like rider eyes. Um, I feel like it does. Like it, it looks like rider eyes still. It has like the same like sort of uh, dotted bug look behind the arrows. And then he's got the goggles on his head, which are also like bug-like. I feel like it's very in line with common rider design. <laughs> but maybe yeah, that's why I, so I'm not I, I, just, I just jumped through the episode real quick to find it again. Like... If I saw it, knowing what common rider is, I wouldn't think he wasn't a common rider. I would think yeah. that was just his fun flair for the season. Yep, because he's even got the antenna and stuff. Like he's very, like he he's in my opinion not outside the uh, the treaded ground of what a common rider is. Like <laughs> he he fits that mold pretty well. Like he's unique and interesting looking, but definitely the design elements of a common rider are there in my opinion. Um, speaking of which, Shade gives us another little trivia bit here and says that Gotchard's helmet is a reference to a function of the original Common Rider's helmet. The helmet's mouth can open for the person inside to see out. Uh, the function doesn't appear in the show. It's just for the, the stunt actor to be able to like breathe and move around and stuff during takes. Uh, but the way if you watch in the transformation sequence for Gotchard, the helmet lifts up and then that's when the eyes appear. And that's the exact same way the original Common Rider helmet would lift up, which is kind of cool. Gotcha. Nice little, nice little nod. And then, of course, Shade talks about the reflective nature of the Gotchard suit, which, yes, after watching episode one, it is extremely <laughs> bright and shiny. Um, and Shade gives us a little picture, which I think you've you've seen before, the way that they uh, filmed Gotchard in in some scenes to avoid like reflecting the camera and the crew on the suit. Yeah, they I did made, see that one. Yeah, they made a big wall, just a white wall with a tiny little cutout for the camera viewfinder to go through. Um, so then it just gets the like white reflection on the Gotchard suit, which is very smart, but 
hilarious that they created a problem that then they had to solve. <laughs> uh, Shade says the idea of fusing two cards together has actually been done first by Ultraman Orb. Uh, because of this, the two characters were compared when the news first came out. And then uh, sends along a video of the orb transformation so we can compare. And then also sends along, this is this was fascinating to me. Uh, someone has made flash versions of all of the common rider drivers so you can like play with them in flash so like it does all the noises and you choose like you know which buckle to put on and like when to when to press all the gimmicks and stuff that's more <laughs> that's much more in line with what i'd want to do with it versus buying the actual driver yeah it's it's fun i'll i'll, I'll share, share this link with you but like the the link which made me laugh actually is just going to newgrounds when's the last time you went to newgrounds.com uh when stick foo or stick man fighter or whatever those cool videos were oh yeah those. so i would have been like 15 years ago 16 that, years ago right. <laughs> yeah i didn't know newground still existed so I, I clicked around for a while when I, when I got this link and it's still there it's still newgrounds they still have flash games which i didn't even know worked in modern browsers but they clearly have some like player <laughs> that's translating yeah, it's like you just play some flash games just like the old days. Uh, but yeah, that's very cool. I love that someone's out there making those making those flash animations for like every single season. It's very, very cool. And then, yeah, the last thing, speaking of drivers, Shade says on the topic of rider belts, some news that Josh might be interested in uh, because I have the common rider geo belt. Uh, Shade says if you're in the mood for irresponsible purchases, they're selling common rider uh, revise geats and gotchard geo drive geo watch uh sorry uh geats and gotchard geo ride watches for geo's fifth anniversary so it's a uh, it's uh the buckles basically the the gimmick that goes on the the zeo driver of the those four riders so i you know I, that's very cool <laughs> um these are our series that came after this one but now they're, they're making the buckles for those riders because apparently Commodore Geo is a uh, super popular season, especially in terms of like the toy. So they have made so many freaking ride watches to put on this, <laughs> to put on this thing. Uh, it's insane. Cause un unlike Geats where they're all pretty unique, like all the buckles that they put on the, the driver are pretty unique and like clearly require a whole lot of like, you know, research and creation and modeling and gimmick creation and stuff like that. The ride watches are kind of all the same. They all look the same except for different colors. They all like spin in the same way. They're all the same shape and size. So I, I guess all for the most part, except for like the super special ones. So making ones like these are basically just putting new sounds in it, picking the colors and then putting the image of the rider on the, on the face. <laughs> um, so like if Zio continues to be popular, I can see them continuing to make these. Uh, but yes, shade, I, knew that these were coming and spent some time staring at the pre-order page of these being like, oh, do I want to spend $80 on these? Like I do want to, but it, $80 <laughs> for, for four uh, plastic toys from Japan. Like, is it worth it? No. Would it be cool to own them? Yes. Very much. So <laughs> and that's usually what, that's usually what overrides the other part. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, I need to get a good way. If anyone has any suggestions, please send an email in uh, and let me know. But I need a good way to display my driver with all the ride watches, like on a wall somewhere. I, I don't really have a good 
set up where it can be out and people can see it right now because it's just sort of put away. Um, and if I'm going to have it <laughs> and I'm going to continue to buy these things, uh, I feel like I should like have it mounted somehow. So I need, I need to do something to, like, nice with it. Thing. Should definitely yeah. do something nice with it. Yeah. I need to let people know just how nerdy I am when they come over because they might not know yet. I gotta, I gotta let them know. Toby. <laughs> you, you need like a bright flashing sign that says I might be a dork. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Listen, I'm already married, so I'm not trying to like, you know, there's no one uh, to impress anymore. Exactly. <laughs> You're done. I'm not, I'm not trying, not trying to attract a mate over here. So I'm ready to let my freak flag fly, <laughs> uh, which which was always true about me, even when I was trying to uh, attract a mate. <laughs> I can only hide so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like it's better if you find out now. It was always my approach. Like you, you should you should find this out now about me instead of me trying to hide it, and then you finding out once you're a little invested. Just uh, get this out right up right up front. Uh, that's our email section again. Thanks uh, for sending in the, in the email shade. Uh, and if, if anyone else wants to send an email in for next episode, that's cast at common writer sucks.com. Uh, let's jump in and talk about Gotchard. Shall the we? brand new show. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Your, your, <laughs> your first, uh, your first new common writer series, which is not hundred percent true, but your, your, your first like new series that you're watching as it airs, I guess we'll say. Is that fair? The, the, after after Geats. Yeah, so my, my, my second first yeah. live show <laughs> has begun. Well, you, you, you came into Geats because we started the show technically like a little bit after it started, but because we like had the idea and by the time we kind of got it going, I think Geats was like three or four episodes in by the time we recorded our first our first uh, episode. And you had no expectations going in. Like you didn't even know what a common writer was. So it was just sort of like, all right, trying this thing. Now at this point, you have a pretty good idea about what a common writer is. Like we we've watched a couple seasons on the side. You watched all of Geats. We've talked about it a bunch. Uh, so yeah, this is your first one coming in that that like you might have had some expectations. We'll say it, it was it was definitely a different vibe. It was definitely a different vibe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess let's, let's kind of just break down what happens. We'll talk about characters, uh, and of course we'll we'll jump in and give our thoughts as we go. But this, uh, of course, like any opening common writer show there's a lot that happens in this first this first episode and you don't really know where everything's going to go they're introducing characters they're setting up their weird uh, lore of their of their world and kind of all that begins here at the beginning where we see this old guy he's he's beaten up he's bloody indiana he's jones dirty. he looks very much like japanese indiana jones he's running he's he's being chased uh, he's being attacked. There's explosions everywhere, and like uh, there are these arrows that are trying to to shoot him. And we have these three creepy girls that are chasing this poor guy. Um, they basically are trying to get his uh, his key to the door of darkness, is what they call it. And he corrects them and says it's the key governing life and death. And they are referring to the common rider driver that he's carrying with. Him. Also, Kingdom Hearts from Kingdom Hearts. That is that is true. What in our Discord discussion of episode one, our navigator pointed out that uh, that was a Kingdom Hearts thing. <laughs> the key to the fantastic. Because if you don't think I'm going to hammer that shit home every time, you guys are crazy. <laughs> uh, also, I want to point out that the the spooky trio will henceforth, for me, be referred to as Baby Metal. 
because <laughs> I refuse to learn people's actual names. It's very hard for me for whatever reason. So whatever I can do to dumb it down for myself, understand what I'm talking about, I will do. So baby, baby metal wants the key to the door of darkness. Yeah, I was trying to write down actual names so that I could offset that of you a little bit. Well, that's what uh, you're here for. Thank I'm you, here for thank I'm you. here for different things. <laughs> <laughs> how did you How did you uh, How did you feel about baby metal in the show? Were you Were you liking the spooky girls? I I was. They're veils that have, I guess we will call it like scarecrow vibe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think is actually super cool. Um, they seem very Egyptian like in nature. I'm not yeah. sure if they're supposed to be Egyptian or just like cool, flashy, futuristic, yet ancient kind of outfits. But they do seem very cool. One girl seems like she's five, and that's kind of concerning. Like <laughs> she's, she's very like the, young. Le- the leader of the evilness looks to be five. Especially because we know like from from Common Order Geats where we had Baroba, who I would have guessed was like, I don't know, 18. Turns out she was like 15 when the show started. Uh, so so if this girl looks like she's like five or six, she's probably like three, right? That's how, that, <laughs> how that works, I think. Or she's uh, super old and just looks very, true. very good for her age. That's true. So far, she seems very, very good as an actress. Like she's like, because she's the leader of the of the the, the the like spooky trio too. Um, her name, I wrote it down. Give me a second. <laughs> her name is Atropos. At- Atropo. Yeah, see, they'll have Egyptian esque names. They do, and yeah, that's why and I'm not. I'm never gonna learn. I'm the other idiot. one that we, the other one that we did learn the name of was like Clotho, Cloto. Um, I don't actually know how to pronounce that, but it was like C L O T H O. But yeah, the I like that the the little one is like in charge, and yes, they're very Egyptian themed, and I too loved the veil. Um, it's almost like um, it's almost like emoji over top of their faces <laughs> was the vibe that I was getting. Like, you know, like, like in messaging apps where you could put like stickers on messages and stuff. It looked like that, like the, the way that they're hovering over their eyes and over their faces. It's a very cool look. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really dig the, the whole creepy vibe that they have going on. It was a nice, um, uh, it was a nice change of pace from the kind of like corporate creepy that the desire grand prix was. <laughs> and this is more, like unhinged Egyptian creepy, which I'm, which I'm down for. When the, and the crazy thing too, for the intro in general or the first minute or two of the show is I feel like it started super fast paced and just like action, action, action. And there was no real like lead into things, which I yeah. feel like kind of is a thing, but I don't, again, I don't know any better. It just seemed to start way faster than I feel like some of their shows we watched. Have. Yeah. It freaking goes like they're attacking this old guy and he is fighting back by we we learn later, of course, in the episode by releasing these chemis, um, which uh, as 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 was pointed out again in the Discord chat by by, by Kieran, uh, they're just Pokemon. <laughs> these chemis are full on Pokemon because they're these little creatures that go around and they just say their own name over and over again, which is the best part. That's when I <laughs> that's when I got super excited. <laughs> <laughs> and he's using them to like fight these girls. A couple of the chemis that I wrote down, um, Apari Bushido is one that he releases. Uh, there's one named Skibo, which just bounces around going, Skibo, Skibo, Skibo. Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all absolutely the best. I also had like um, Smash Brother assist trophy vibes, like the, not the main things oh, you yeah. can get, but the little things just jump out and like shoot out and fire around you. It was all that's very, a, that's a good very reference, exciting. Yeah, because yeah, he, he would like, he would like pop them kind of, and then they would just like, 
they they would go off on their own. Like they had their own like AI or whatever. Yeah. And one uh, of the other things too is like for the video gamey ish aspect of this, it's very much like in the games where you start completely powered and you have to test drive like all your crazy shit for the first ten minutes of the game, and then like whoops, your memory got wiped. You're going back twenty years, and then you just like lose all your shit. So it's like a very <laughs> like a good media ish way to be like. Look how crazy this shit this shit gets. You probably won't see it like this for a long time again. Yep. The the giant bomb crew used to call it the abilities. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Um, which I, I liked I liked how they did it here. Yeah, because you get the you you get a, a little taste of the lore, right, at the beginning of just like, oh, these girls have been clearly fighting this guy for a long time. We get a uh, an idea of like the realm that, that that they're in. We know that he's been a common writer for a while, clearly, because he's he's older and he knows about how all the cards work. He has all the cards. And then, like you said, you get like, you get a sampling of all the chemis right off the bat. Cause he has all the cards. He's ready to go. The endorphins um, flying out of my brain as all these little things yeah. flash and dance and shoot stuff. The one little guy, I don't know if he was a named one that you picked up. Uh, one is definitely uh Cactrot from final fantasy. There's a tiny little cactus man that shoots out spinies. <laughs> yep. So I, th- I think he might be my favorite as of now. That might've been Skibo. It was hard to, it was hard to pick out. Which one of them was saying which name? I, I need to go back and watch that part slower, see if I can figure it out. But yeah, there there were some good ones. I'm excited, uh, excited as we start to like learn more of these, for sure. Uh, we we also of course get a taste of sort of like our main two cards uh, that we focus on throughout the episode, which are Hopper One and Steamliner. Um, and he he kind of uses the Steamliner to escape. The old guy does uh, because the, the Steamliner is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a giant steam train. Uh, that that is a Kemi, so it 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 rides around going uh steam steam. <laughs> it functions like a real train, which is the best part. Like yeah. a lot of the other things are tiny and miniature, and just kind of shoot stuff around. Uh, Hopper, obviously one of the main ones, is a big grasshopper. <laughs> grasshopper, yeah. But the steam train is legit, like a giant ass actual steam train. So him going steam steam like the smoke puffing out and stuff <laughs> is very cool or very stupid, but it's cool. Because yeah, 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 I'm very, I'm very on board. Uh, Kamen Rider has a has a history of flying trains because Kamen Rider Deno was a train based season. That was like the gimmick was was trains, um, and that is one of, if not the most popular Kamen Rider in Japan. So, like, I'm sure the they Japanese love their people trains. are very into the the Steamliner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the the old guy sends off Hopper One and Steamliner in card form. And tells them to go find uh, the one chosen by destiny. So I wonder who that's going to be. Well, I can tell you that's going to be uh, Hotaro Ichinose, which is our main character. Uh, we, we pick up with our main character. He oh, wait, is wait, wait, before we go too far then. So yeah. right before he left, right before old Indy sent uh-huh. off the driver to be, to be found. They have all the cards that live in the other world. And like you just kind of put like they put like the main people or him like was pulling the cards from his giant floating collection in the sky. Yeah, and I thought it was a fun way to hype. Like, look how many cards there are. You can kind of see some of them. Oh, shit. Aren't you ready for the rest of the cards to come out? It was the thing they do at the beginning of X-Aid where, where they tell you, like, there are 10 games that you have to collect all of them. You're like, there's 10 of these. And then, of course, they add like 11 and 12 and 13. As, as there's the 101 chemis. Get them all. <laughs> but like they, they, they do that thing at the beginning of just like there's going to be a lot of these strap in. And yeah, I thought that that was cool, too. The the display in the air is very neat. Like 
I think if we had that technology, that's how I'd want my like magic cards. Exactly. For sure. I, yeah. And then see, then I would definitely buy all the sets. If I could just float <laughs> in the sky, I could just reach up and like magically pull them down from the clouds. I'd be right there. It takes that'd up be, less space that way. That'd be real baller. Yeah. Uh, we also that, that speaking of that 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 uh, area where they're hanging in the air, it's the Aurora Boris realm, <laughs> which is weird looking. There's like vials with different colored liquids like hanging in the air by wires like everywhere. Like it it takes up the sky basically. And then later we see there is that is actually a snake eating its own tail in the sky too. So there's some crazy stuff going on in this in this realm. Well, like uh, I mean that's. You that do is know. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So make sure. Cause it's, yeah, but, the, it's the emblem of infinity. But like when they said that was the name of the realm, I wasn't expecting it to literally be there. And be there. I wasn't either. I did, <laughs> okay. Very on the nose. Very on the yeah. nose. Uh, but yeah. So then cutting back to our main character, he, uh, he's a young man in high school and he, we meet him. He is helping at his family's restaurant He's trying to come up with a uh, Soba, yes. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, they they love putting main characters in cute little restaurants. That's a that's a recurring thing for sure. Or, or like cute little shops in general. <laughs> yeah, I guess is a, is a common thing. A nice little happy home base. Yep, for sure. He's trying to uh, he's trying to craft a bento box that makes him say "gotcha" is his explanation. And what he and, and like gotcha is his uh seemingly seemingly his go to phrase for like I did it like yay I'm I'm successful. And um, so the first time he says gotcha is about two minutes and thirty seconds into the episode. From that point, I was instantly irritated with the fact that his name's Gotchard. Okay, just for yeah, the I was, record, <laughs> I wanted to, I had that written down to talk to you about. So do you? All right, so he. This is cutting ahead a little bit, but he like he obviously becomes common writer. He gets the driver. The old guy gives him the driver and says, like, from here on out, you'll be known as common writer. And he hands him the driver and just says, you know, like, this is a this is going to save the world, blah, blah, blah. Then later, as Hotaro is transforming, he says, this is the Gotchard driver and I'm common writer Gotchard. And the way that he emphasizes it made me realize, oh, he just added gotcha to the name that the old guy told him. Like he's coming under Gotchard because, because he wants to say gotcha a bunch. Exactly. It, it would be like, it would be like if someone took a high school kid here and was like, listen, this is very important. You're now known as common writer. And then the kid transformed. And I'm like, I'm common writer Fortnite. What up? <laughs> Which the kids would do. They would totally do. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. When I realized that it was like, it was just his catchphrase that he was creating a name out of. It was like, oh, that's that's not cool. It's <laughs> not as cool as I was hoping it would be. I was impressed that they managed. I mean, it's it's not horrible. We're maybe being a little strict <laughs> on it, but it is stupid, and it's impressive <laughs> to me that they managed to ruin it that fast. Like we're watching our current like old watch along as X Aid, and Poppy Pipa Popo likes to put peas on her words or say it's been poppyfied or whatever. And that took me a couple episodes to get irritated with her always doing it. Yep. But they ruined Gotcha and Gotchard almost instantly in this show season, first episode, whatever. So it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I'm mostly, I love that you're like, listen, it's not, it's not awful, but it's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I'm mostly surprised that 
they're giving an in-show explanation for the name because I I just assumed it was going to be, oh, you know, because it's like a gotcha game and it's trading cards and we mushed them together and we're never going to explain the name. But the fact that like it's also his catchphrase and clearly that's why he came up with the name and like they're they're merging it into the world is like, okay, I mean, I guess like like a for trying, but like it's not it's not good. <laughs> like now thinking about it, he literally just. Like he's literally saying, like, "Gotcha card, gotcha card." Yeah, like he he knows that they're card based. Yeah, and he loves saying "Gotcha." Yep, he he's creating that, uh, he's creating that portmanteau as we speak. Yeah, damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a good kid, though. I think I think that is my big takeaway about him here is that I like I like that he's like the everyman. Like <laughs> so he's <laughs> so like you know he's at his rest family's restaurant. He's helping his mom out. He's making this crappy bento box. I wrote down what he made. The cucumber hamburger steak with yuzu pepper mayo. That's what he it made. Looked okay. It visually looked okay. Yeah, he, I thought he it looked didn't delicious. Seem, he didn't seem stoked, but it looked good. He took a bite and it was not, he did not enjoy it. Uh, but clearly, like, he helps the restaurant because his mom tells him he's late for school. He, he as he leaves, tells her he'll be back to help after school. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. That's all I'm saying. Helps his mom. Um. Uh, course in our discord pointed out that the uh the mom says like oh the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and like gestures to a picture of clearly the family and the dad's face is obscured by a business card so the dad's going to be somebody important in the show yeah so, the guy on the driver you think that's the dad yeah it has to be like so I, what? again a couple minutes and after seeing i guess after seeing the whole episode the old man told the cards to find someone that was worthy of protecting the cards. True. The cards found this random kid who has a dad that we can't see whose (laughs) mom said that the apple doesn't far far, fall far from the tree. So I would be absolutely shocked uh, if it is not the father. 100% agree with you. I think that you're probably right on the the money there. My only issue is that the, like the boy, like I know the dad would have aged, right? Like he would be older. But you don't think he would have any inkling of like, you look familiar to me, <laughs> like because the the picture. I guess I, I I can go back and look. I don't remember exactly. I don't think he. I don't think he was like super young in that photo from the beginning. No, he looks um, like he's like six in the photo. So you you think he he would be from six Ten. to when he is now? He wouldn't recognize uh, his father who had aged in that time. Uh, I I don't know about that direction unless he doesn't really remember his dad but on the inverse of that i could see the dad not knowing the kid i could 100 percent see the dad not knowing the kid yes but yeah i i wasn't because i i would i would be 100 percent on board with what you're saying except for the fact that like i don't know if it's believable that he wouldn't recognize the dad because he's got pictures of him around the shop like clearly like the mom's not trying to hide who his father was from no, him or anything like that. He was so. that little card is covering the picture and <laughs> there's a little sign. We didn't see that says do not move card. So he's actually never seen his dad. As soon as we move the card, it's just his face is just X'd out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you're probably right. We'll, we'll, we'll call that prediction here in, uh, in episode one that, that, uh, the, the old Indiana Jones guys. dad. And that one seems obvious, so I'm not going to get as hyped as I did calling a lot of the finale of Geats, if it's true. I'll just be <laughs> yeah. like, see, that was a stupid one. <laughs> uh, but Hotaro heads off to school. At school, he instantly runs into a teacher named Mr. Minato. And uh, Mr. Minato is, is 
pestering Hotaro about his career sheet. He needs so they, to fill out what his career is going to be. That's what that is. That's why I assume too. Like he just like guidance counselor. Hey man, pick your future. And Hotaro's like, I don't know. I'm a slacker yeah. kinda. I just want to work <laughs> with my mom. That was what I was getting out of it. I, I I don't know if that's like a Japanese thing or a thing that they're like kind of inventing for the show because it sounded like like we we do that a little bit here sometimes in like you said with guidance counselors of like the take your career aptitude test and figure out what it says you should be and then take it it says you should you know be a garbage man or something but i i yeah i don't know if that's like ingrained in the japanese culture of like you know figure out what your career is in high school and never change it uh or or what but yeah he he's like i gotta have a find my gotcha yet so there's there's your your use of gotcha again being shoved in so google real quick uh someone on reddit asked japanese school career sheets Something I've seen in a lot of Japanese shows, animes, live action. There seems to be a type of future career sheet students fill out. I was wondering if it's a real thing that exists and what exactly is it? What type of questions on these sheets? Uh, one person says that there's a sheet where it's basically deciding what university you plan to apply to. And the other one is more of a vocational aptitude test. So they ask you questions like, what do you do when you see your classmate doing something bad? You know the consequences. Or do you prefer to go back home and eat dinner always at the same time? So I guess depending on your personality and the way you react to moral situations, they try to guide you towards a career of something that ties into that, I guess. And and we like our schools do that sometimes too. Like that's kind of what I was describing, uh, which is always dumb, but like that, that is not unheard of, at least, you know, in the, in the West as well. But this seems more like the first one where they're like, like they're saying what they want to do as a career. Uh, which I oh, yeah, guess so, would, would also be like where you want to go to school and stuff. So a actual Japanese job hunting website says the entry sheet is one of the first applications you submit to companies along with a resume. It's, you find several short essay questions. Uh, the, through the questions, the companies try to learn who you are as a person, if you're a good fit. So it's usually questions like, why do you apply as position? Tell us about your strengths, what you've achieved in school, blah, blah, blah. So basically, it's like your first interview at a job in paper form before you apply for a job. So it I definitely like it. seems very, let's cut some of the bullshit out of the interview process. You take this quiz and t- answer us the questions ahead of time, and then you apply for a job with it. And then we assign you to your work forever. Never yes. to be escaped from. You become a salary man and you have a good time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Holtero is, is dodging his uh, future salary man life. And he doesn't dodge, uh, a, uh, unfortunately, a girl that he bumps into and uh, gets knocked over in the hallway. The new he navigator. Runs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He runs into uh, Kudo is, is this, this girl's name. She is um, a little mean <laughs> at the beginning. He, he apparently has had class with her forever. Uh, she doesn't know who he is. And she also gets harassed by the teacher but about the, the career sheet. But then later we find out that uh, her her future is kind of decided for her because of ancestral family tradition. Joss, she doesn't need the work. She's being sold off for whatever that fancy word was when you would trade like five goats for a lady. Oh, yeah. Dowry. So you, she's she's the yeah. dowry? Yeah. I don't she think that be, that's what that meant. <laughs> it is. She's she's being she says she's being forced into a marriage, Josh. She's Married? locked in. She, no, he says ancestral family tradition. He doesn't say marriage, does he? I could have swore 
maybe, maybe I wrote it. Maybe I just wrote it as a joke. I feel like <laughs> that at some point she said she's to be betrothed, and or oh, okay. I just or I just took it as she's to be betrothed, and I just laugh. Okay, if that if that happened, I missed I missed that angle of the, of the explanation. But either way, she uh, she moves on, and they go to class, and then we find out a little bit about our friend Hotoro and our new friend Kudo. Uh, both of them are daydreamers. Both of them are not paying attention to class, but uh, but one of them is a little bit smarter than the other. <laughs> they they both have questions to answer about the Renaissance. Hotoro not paying attention has no idea what the Renaissance is, and Kudo um, can give an in depth explanation about the Renaissance, even though she wasn't paying attention to class because she's too smart for her own good. Josh, she can't. She wants to apply herself, but she can't because of the grand ancestral transit trans. Uh, tradition of being married to some guy. Is that in the show, or are you making that up again? I'm just adding it, Josh. What other ancestral tradition would there be where she can't apply for a job? And they said they still do that in this day and age. Well, she because I think I think it's alchemy. I think it's fighting the chemis. Oh, fine, whatever. I think. Oh no. Okay, you know what? So we should jump ahead then. Because <laughs> a, you're right, and now that I think about it, that is probably the correct answer. It's because she's an alchemist, exactly. So yeah, to 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 jump ahead to that, she kind of insults uh, Hotoro in the class. She calls him like a poem loving person or whatever. Um, so he follows her after class, uh, to kind of tell her off. Basically, is his explanation like. I want to tell her she went too far when she said I like poems. <laughs> I'll show <laughs> I gotta, her. I gotta let that bitch know I don't like poems, okay? Uh, so he follows her, and she. This is a great scene. She walks up to a staircase that goes to nowhere, just like a staircase up to a building. There's some garbage laying nearby, and she uses like magic powers to form the garbage underneath her staircase to raise it up while she's on it, and it raises it up. And then a doorway appears and she goes in the doorway. She used and alchemy to do it, Josh. That's she the used whole point. alchemy. Yep. <laughs> and then all the trash and stuff clatters back down to the floor. The staircase falls, <laughs> which one cool entrance to your secret lair, but two, not the most inconspicuous way to get into your secret lair. It's very noisy. <laughs> it's well, no one, one's supposed to be there. She it's very well. visible and it's very noisy. She didn't hide well. She, but like she didn't look around. She didn't even like give like a like, is there anyone following me? Or should I should I not use alchemy here in broad daylight on the side of this building? Uh, she was asking to get caught. That's what I'm saying. Nonetheless, it is it is full on alchemy. She has a little ring that glows, too, which is clearly important. <laughs> <laughs> and Hotaro, uh, you know, attempts to attempts to follow. Obviously can't because he doesn't have the junk that raises him up. But behind him, Toby, a door opens. A magic door and that he thinks is a trick because she walked into a wall and then a sealed door appears. And opens. <laughs> exactly. He goes in. So before he goes in, he, he'd run into previously another, another friend who I think is going to come up a lot in the show. Friend's name is uh, Kajiki, Kajiki. And Kajiki is telling him about a monster that he, I think, seen or, or at least had heard about. So Hotoro goes in this, uh, this door. It's darkness. He sees shadows. He thinks it's the monster that attacked. It's going to attack him. Uh, but turns out he just finds Hopper one. Hopper one is, is in there going Hopper Hopper. He found Pikachu. That's right. 
he his, found his little Pikachu. his little cute buddy that will make us all laugh for the next fifty episodes. <laughs> uh, so he he picks up uh he picks up the hopper and then we we cut back to Kajiki for a minute and Kajiki's reading a magazine, um, which I tried to look into what it was. It's it's a uh, Chojo Wakuse, which like I think Wakuse translates to planet, and Chojo is like the top or peak. So it's like top planet or peak planet or something um so some website uh said that it was in a cult magazine <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not well no, it was the it was a that, that, would, line up. that uh, would line up with him saying i see ghosts i hear monsters yeah so it's clearly it's where he's reading about these monsters and some of the other text on the magazine is like it's talking about like our monster special like you know that that sort of thing um but he, of course, we found Hopper one in the last scene and Kajiki runs into steam liner. So he's down at the uh, down at the train station underground and not a regular Japanese train pulls through. But our our Kemi steam liner friend steam, it, steam, steam nearly nearly runs over Kajiki. Kajiki does manage to get uh, a quick little uh, picture of it before before he nearly dies. And then, of course, back to Hotaro and uh, Hopper. He he takes the grasshopper to the park to kind of uh, talk to him. Tries to feed him at some point, and he tells him basically like, "Oh, when I'm when I'm with you, my heart feels all fuzzy." And, then, <laughs> and this is when I wrote down, "This boy is gonna fuck this grasshopper." <laughs> <laughs> it's very he, he gets very into the love language very quickly with this grasshopper. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, we don't really get. We don't really get much time to figure out what's going on with Hopper One here because uh dang it, that kudo girl shows up again. <laughs> she didn't spend girl. very <laughs> didn't spend very long at her hideout. And she she rolls up on this kid right away, where who clearly is just playing with this grasshopper, and she's like, Are you hiding something? Did you just put something in your in your backpack? Like, clearly, it was a it was a giant grasshopper. Everyone saw. You saw. Quit playing coy. <laughs> the grasshopper is like three or four foot long, but like two feet wide and two feet high. Like it's like hiding like an Xbox or a PlayStation and from from your hands into your backpack and being like, I don't have a console. <laughs> I got nothing over here. It's just me and my giant grasshopper that I'm going to fuck later. No big deal. Uh, but just then Steamliner shows up and, and you talked about before Steamliner being giant and that it like actually works like a like a Steamliner. And I love that because it shows up and it drops its rail in front of itself as it drives. Well, how else would you want it to drive, Josh? It exactly. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I love that. Um, and we, we, of course, find out that Kudo, she's an alchemist. She can she can transform. She changes her clothes and she's going to fight off this Kemi because it's her duty, she says. Um, <laughs> and she manages to derail the train. Like she like splits the rail and it like derails and starts skidding, which is awesome. Uh, and then it like just creates new rail to like put itself back on the rail. But like fighting a train and forcing it to derail over and over again is is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a lot of cool like leaf stuff going on here. So like the train lights a bunch of leaves on fire and kind of shoots them at her, and she like kind of collects them and shoots them back. I thought she the stops time. leaf thing. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Uh, and it even like hits Hotaro and he's like, oh God, it's hot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, I think that, I think that, uh, uh, the, the girl here is coming off as like a real badass from the very beginning. Yeah. She, like, she's she, very, 
I, I th- in general, I, I think she's very cool. She's like the strong guide this confused young boy will need. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like she, like I said, does talk about it kind of being her mission. Uh, Hotro is um, like he, he's not going to leave her behind, basically. So clearly the Steamliner and Hopper are here for him. Uh, so the Steamliner kind of like tries to run him down. He ends up like hanging from like uh like a walkway, like an overhead thing. Um, and he he can't hold on for long, but he his fingers slip right as the steamliner's coming, and it kind of just gobbles him up, <laughs> just, <laughs> just takes him over, and uh, transports him to the Aurora Boris dimension, and spits him out. This is when we see the actual like Aurora Boris in the sky, the snake eating its own tail, which is which is great. I know they can't help it. The CG background for this area looks worse than the DGP's floating platform. It does. It's not great. I would say that that the Aurora Boris zone as a whole is the worst looking CG in the episode. I, th- I think in general, like at least in my opinion, I think the Steamliner stuff looks cool. I think most of the Kemis bouncing around actually look okay. Like they're not too bad. Like all things considered. Uh, but there's something about the colors of the zone here that is just very not real looking. <laughs> there's something if, about it. If people weren't there, it looks fine. When humans with stage lighting and everything else are on the stage, yeah. it looks very It's, I mean, obviously it's always fake, but like it looks extra fake just because of the, the drastic difference in the contrast. Yeah, they're 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 lighting the humans in a way that like that light source wouldn't exist in this world. <laughs> it's very clear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's odd looking, but we, we have Hotaro pop up and of course he runs into uh, in, in the Indiana Jones original common writer here. And again, this is one of the things I loved about Hotaro. He is very nonplussed by all this. <laughs> um, the old guy tells him like, basically like, Oh, you're here because they approved of you. And he's like talking to the cards and he was like, oh, all that meant you guys approved of me. You could have just told me like he's like joking with them after he nearly thought that they killed him. And even even back uh, with the girl when he was fighting, he was like, listen, you said it's your duty, but I can't just leave you behind. Like he like he like jumps to being a hero like instantly. I thought that that was neat. Yes. Um, most of my stuff in this general time frame was they're all they're going very fast through all of it. And it's yeah. all just okay. It's just like, yep, okay, yep, you're a hero, you're this, you're this, you're this, cool, blah, blah, blah. And like, it works because they obviously need to get things done, but it's just crazy that like, it's just so fast. It's just all accepted and we just go. Yeah, he doesn't refuse the call once. Like, like <laughs> if, you, if you if you think about like the mono myth, like the the, the Joseph Campbell story circle, like the, the the hero, the person who's going on the journey has to refuse the call and decide that the journey's not for them and then have something that convinces them. And this kid is just like, no, I'm good. I'll be a common writer. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Uh, like not once does he have a moment of hesitation <laughs> in this episode. He, uh, uh, he, he finds a grasshopper. He stuffs it in his backpack. He's ready to go from that moment on. His only hesitation was uh, maybe the shadow's a monster. And then it turned out to be a literal monster and he, he was good. <laughs> And even like, I mean, we joked about it earlier, but even when he gets the driver and he's just like, I'm a common rider. 
I know how to henshin. By the way, I'm the common rider Gotchard. And it's just all like instantaneous. And there's no <laughs> there's no thought or planning put behind it. It's just like instant acceptance. And usually we have the conversation of like, well, when they come riders, they know what to do. And like in Geats, uh, the brand new kids were all kind of lost. Like KO was a big doof and didn't really do shit when we henshined. But Gotchar is just like, yeah, I'm the best. Watch, watch me do moves. Watch me do this. Yeah, he instantly is. Well, he's he's a little confused. So like, he 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 turns into the grasshopper first, and he like doesn't hundred percent know what to do because he's like, oh my god, what what is this? <laughs> Not expecting this. Oh, I can jump really high, and then he remembers back to a vision that the old guy gave him that you have to pull the sides of the driver apart you have to touch the sides of the driver. He does that, and then he turns into like human form. <laughs> so it works out. <laughs> Um, I did actually like that, that like he, the old guy gave him a vision about how to henchin instead of just having the common rider just instantly know how to henchin without explaining that. I thought that that was kind of cool, um, but he clearly learned it very quickly from the one <laughs> little vision. He picked it up fast. Um, and yeah, of course, this is the scene where the three girls show back up. They have the fight. The old guy gives him the driver says you're going to be known as the comrade from now on and then uh yeah basically gets gets blown away while the while the kid gets uh sent back to his world and as part of that all 101 gotchard fun little toys got yep. blasted into the real world and they all so i guess like the one of the takeaways is like there's not like seven hoppers there's not 100 hoppers there's one hopper that goes in one card and there's so there's just one of every little chemi monster that's there. But I guess all so. other, yeah. But all other 99 are now out in the world causing havoc and running around and acting stupid. Seems that way. Yeah. And in, in another, uh, th- this kid is instantly down for being common writer. He pops back out and, and, you know, he's there with the girl and he was like, so something big happened. Uh, I'm a common writer now. And he's like, uh, I was just entrusted with this heavy burden or something. He has some line about like, uh, I was just interested with this. I'm common writer. Like he doesn't, he doesn't hide it from her. He just instantly tells her and he tells her that it's important. <laughs> and, then they, <laughs> and then they go. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have all these, uh, these chemis flying around. It's very interesting. The, the chemis I think are interesting because they, the way that they explain them, they're like inherently not evil. Like they're just little creatures. But if they are met with human malice, then they turn evil. And that's how we got our first person to battle, yep. pretty much. <laughs> so uh, Clotho, or whatever her name was, the one, the one, one of the three of the evil sisters, um, basically comes down into the into the world, and her malice uh, meets up with one of the uh, the Kemis. I think like uh, Kami, I think is what it's saying, or something like that. Uh, and turns into this like mantis themed, um, you know, the essentially what would be the the putty of this of this world, like the or I guess maybe a, a elevated but, above the putty. No, she's like the boss because yeah, the, the main the monster for the commandus card is a level nine card, and Hopper is uh, only a level one, so he's de- she's definitely powerful. It's interesting. I don't think that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if the the first Kemi was Comantis or not. So does Comantis get its own card then? Yeah, because that was the card he captured at the end. Oh right. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, but, which is which is a big improvement. So looking at the cards and trying to logic out this not game of a game, 
Uh, they all have their own little power values. And I'm assuming you can only max out a power level 10. It's like Steamliner's a 9 and Hopper's a 1. So he uses them together and then it's a level 10. So I'm assuming the only way this is all, the numbers tie into anything is you have, you have to have like your combination has to equal 10 for it to do something. That would make sense. Yeah. I can see that. I do like that they have the rider-card.com website. You can see all these images. It's very fun to just like click through all the images. That's spoilers. God damn it. <laughs> well, I'm looking at Comantis. I pulled it up so I could look <laughs> at Comantis. Um, so, and now that uh, Gotchard has three of the 101 uh, Kemis, the show has a natural stopping point at this point when he recaptures all 101. That's true. So already the ending is setting up for he's going to be the the Kemi commander and we'll have all 101 cards <laughs> back in the Ouroboros land. 101 cards, singleton. He's ready to go to play commander. And then, then someone tells him that it's supposed to be 100 cards and he loses because he brought a, uh, an incompatible deck. <laughs> he, if, if for, for finally playing commander, he has to cut Hopper 1. That's like the big sad thing that happens at the end. Is <laughs> I'm sorry, Hopper 1, you just don't make the deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh last couple things here on, on this episode so of course the the big ending revelation two, we find out that uh his teacher from the beginning who was asking him about his career choices is actually some some somebody else some other alchemist i don't know either the, either the alchemist's boss his his like the the navigator alchemist either her boss or their like co-workers team yeah. friends whatever but they're definitely both together. And now they have the power of the common rider with them. <laughs> I love that when he's a high school teacher, he makes his hair all messy, pulled down to the front. And when he's an alchemy teacher, he does his hair nicely. I like, <laughs> I like that he changes his hair like he's like reverse Superman. Pretty good. Uh, and then my last thought about uh, the last few minutes here of the episode um like you said he he transforms he pretty much instantly knows what he's doing he starts fighting he's ready to go um i loved that they they the chest is like a beetle that kind of separates at least here in this first form and at the beginning they make they make his chest be fire on the inside yeah uh, which is an awesome effect eventually they just turn it into clearly it's like a sticker uh and it's not doing the like cg effect anymore but at the beginning when it's like he's he's running around with a flaming chest so cool <laughs> i loved that a lot i i do hope that i do hope the other forms when we start seeing him mix cards have interesting elements like that in them i think that, that was a cool way to like show the the steam aspect of steam liner yeah I, I mean they've had tons of time to plan this out they already started strong with that i feel like at least remotely keep up with keeping up with that kind of logic and making them all look the same in the same cool way of like combining all the crazy little things together. Yep. I think so. All right. I think that's, that's going to wrap up. LSD. Oh wait, no, no, you can't. So at the end, after the monster's defeated, yeah. Uh, nerdy ghost kid comes up and he's like, I saw a monster in the train station. Look at this. And he shows the picture on his phone and they do a men in black memory wipe where the phone <laughs> yeah. erases and the, the Kemi disappears. And his friend's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, but I'll see you at school tomorrow. Later, buddy. <laughs> you, you would, yeah, you would, you would think the friend would be like, cause he, his phone gets erased, but not his mind. Uh, so you think he'd be like, this is weird. Like something happened here. 
<laughs> either I need to go see a doctor right now or something freaky is happening. <laughs> yeah, because like it's basically when you, it's basically the reveal of it being the guy on cancer teacher, teacher yeah. guy where he's like, there's one rule. Memories will be erased of any chemi exposure, basically. So it's almost like the DGP where like after the shit's over with it, just no one knows anymore. Yep. Got it. Got to wipe him out, which is even funnier because like he's he's. He's trying to like do all these mind wipes, like you said, like Men in Black style. But there's just 99 more of these chemis just running around out in the world. Like, how is he going to keep up with this? Like, especially if some of them are like Steamliner, where it's like a massive disruption of a train driving through the <laughs> the Tokyo <laughs> uh, uh, streets. Um, it seems like it seems like you're gonna have a lot of mind wipes to be doing. He has a plan. That's fine. Also, also, main girl, the little short one. I yeah. looked while we were talking. She is nine years old. Wow. Okay. So she's so, yeah. now past Baroba in the youngest common rider <laughs> enemy category. I'm sure. She's great so far. Yeah. I hope she continues to be awesome because she, uh, she's like her like stone faced. I'm evil line delivery is was very good. I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, she's she's about as old as she looks. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, how how are you feeling about Gotchard episode one? It's the it seems extremely fun and silly and it has like it like it's a very good setup to get all like the what we'll call backstory of this out of the way uh it feels goofy like x aid was goofy was is goofy yep so i'm i'm very high on it so far other than the whole gotcha name is stupid now uh i'm very <laughs> high on the potential of where this all goes because obviously now we know there's like a boss of the people who know about chemis and want them to be with humans, but not really, and can't let them be friends. And they set up a good chunk of the future story, but the, the present was very good. Yeah. I think that the, I, I was more impressed with the, the world lore than I thought I was going to be. Cause it seemed like from the trailer that there was just a lot going on. Like it was high school, but it's also all this alchemy stuff with this, these, secret alchemy groups and and there was just seemed like there was like a lot that we would have to take in and there is um but it's, i like i like where they're going like i like the old common writer guy i like that there's uh hinting at a lineage uh, in this world of of common writing which is very cool um they they just set a lot of tone i think in this episode that i like and like you said it's it's a little bit more uh i guess traditional common writer beginning than 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 Geats was where like with Geats, it's like, you know, we have Kawa who comes out of that first episode feeling more like the lead character than Geats did. Where here, it's very clear, like, like the, we we know who our main guy is. He is ready to go. He's he has no reservations. He is a hero. Let's do it. Um, which is yeah, a little bit more, you know, like you know, in the X Aid, uh, in the X Aid comparison, like full on. Let's do it. I'm a hero. We're we're gonna hit this. Also, the the buckle voice sounds like the same voice of the X Aid belt. But the Probably guy that does is. the what a game, what what game, dead game. <laughs> that guy, it sounds like the same voice. And I mean, obviously, they can do fancy computer technology and everything else. But I feel like it's the same voice actor doing it. Probably and is. I'm, yeah. And I'm gonna double check it while we're talking here. So you got to vamp for a second. I like that the I like the driver. I, I like the driver a lot so far. I, I like. It says like gotcha, last no. week. You said this is so stupid. You can't see the cards. This is going to be the worst driver ever. Well, in in use, like I like 
I like the noises that it makes, and I like the look of the lights and stuff. I still don't know if it's not going to get boring <laughs> with it, with there being no visible outside gimmicks. Uh, but I think that visually the orange of it and stuff looks very cool and the lights look very cool. But it's not my favorite driver for sure. Uh, and I don't I don't know if it'll be like best selling toy driver, but it looks cool around around Gotchard's waist. I will. I, <laughs> I want to see the old guy henchin. That's that's my other thing. <laughs> I hope uh, we at least get a flashback where we get to see him henching into a different, slightly different common writer. So he was not an X-Aid. So it's not the X-Aid voice, but he was in a bunch of Yakuza games. So oh, I don't think okay. I know him from the Yakuza games, but it is a voice that in theory I know. And he's also done a b- bunch of Pokemon, which I feel like a lot oh, of that's cool. Japanese voice actors have done at this point. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely like a video game voice guy. Uh, One Punch Man, Fire Emblem, Dragon Ball, all sorts of shit. I bet we get some really good like belt voice like combinations this season with how many cards there are and how wild they're going to be. I bet there's some real good stuff <laughs> in that in that in that driver. There has to be. Also, he's been a lot in a lot of. Sentai stuff as well. I'm trying that to figure out sense. if it's like. A, like ghost tiger he was a voice for almost all of that like this the the buckle voice man is hardcore like the voice of everything in japanese media media apparently he he's, has, he's running the show over there he's run the show he has 386 credits to his name that's a lot of credits that, that, that man's out there working yeah harsh working man in the biz <laughs> Uh, speaking of hardworking men, Toby, you and I have worked very hard in this episode. I think it's time for us to call it quits. What do you say? Oh, no. There's chemis left. <laughs> well, we'll get to the chemis next episode. We'll we'll catch up to more. Listen, we got, got 100 chemis. We got 50 episodes. We can pace ourselves a little bit here. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so that is going to wrap us up here for Gotchard episode one. Uh, if you like what we're doing here and uh, maybe you're tuning in for the first time because of Gotchard, we have a Patreon we'd love for you to check out. Just three bucks a month and you get weekly bonus content. We uh, we do watch and reacts over there where we are watching currently Commander X-Aid. You get to watch that along with us, see X-Aid, hear our idiot conversations and jokes that are happening over top of it. It's like Mystery Science Theater, but with Common Rider Super Fun. Uh, you get to join in in our Discord community that we mentioned earlier. Um, super, super fun. All an absolute bargain for a mere $3. And if you want to send an email, send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. We'd love to have you back for next time. and We'd love for you to uh, join in and write an email for sure. Toby, where can the people find you on the internet? On Twitter, it's at Life of Tobes. And on YouTube, it's Tobes Plays. And I'm on Twitter and threads and everywhere else at pretty Deece Josh and uh, on YouTube at pretty Deece. Just search for pretty Deece and you will find it. And uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. We'll be back for episode two of Gotchard. See what chemis we can catch then. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace. Peace.